Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am in Calgary uh, by myself right now, but we have a great show. We have Jessica I, as well as Phil Baroni, two, uh, two great people in, uh, in mixed martial arts sport, uh, two, um, two characters as well. Uh, it's going to be a great show. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, uh, a lot of times, if you live in California... And you like to smoke marijuana or do CBD oil or vape or edibles or flour. There's no reason to get out and go to the dispensary. You may not have a car. Gas is expensive. Driving's a pain in the ass. Who knows? I mean, you, you, who knows what could happen when you get no car? A lot of car accidents out there. You got drunk drivers. You got. Listen, don't worry about it. Call Speedweed. They will deliver it to you. They will come to you. It's so much easier. Trust me on this one, and it's better. And who knows? A lot of times, uh, bad things can happen when you leave the place. When you when you, when you leave your house or apartment, things can go wrong. Trust me on this one. Everything that has went wrong in my life is pretty much for me leaving my apartment or house. Not everything, but a lot of things. So, Speedweed, that's the way to go. Speedweed, uh, just go to speedweed.com. Use code ROASTED for... $10 off, orders $100 or more, or 10% off, 10% off, orders $100 or more. Speedweed, roasted, yes, they're really good people. The guy Gino, he's from Long Island, he's a guy that, uh, one of the guys in charge of it, and he's a great dude, and thank you for sponsoring us, Gino, you're a good guy. So, uh, what's going on with me? I am in Calgary, I'm doing stand-up comedy, I'm at the Comedy Condo right now, which is like downstairs from a house, it's basically like an Airbnb. Uh, normally, I like hotels, sometimes condos are good too, um, it's just... It's just weird being in a condo knowing that like every comic's probably masturbated on your bed and uh, you know other, other things. But you know, look, I'm not complaining. Uh, I get to do what I love for a living. Most people don't. Um, it was a lot of sacrifice. This is 20 years into it. Uh, I had to work my ass off and, and still working my ass off. But I can't complain. Uh, I, I got a great wife. Uh, I have a great job. I love making people laugh, and uh, I get to coach wrestling. So I'm not complaining. However, there are times where I'm just like, how many wrong moves did I make to get here? But then there's times where I'm on stage, and comedy is the great equalizer. It's kind of like fighting. Uh, it's just you versus one other person, which basically turned me on to fighting so much. Wrestling, it's not like, you know, you play soccer or football or basketball or baseball. There's the coach's son plays or this one plays or it's politics or, you know, wrestling is just you versus the other person. Fighting you versus the other person. doesn't matter if that person's father is a casting director, uncle, or, or you know, nephew. It's you versus the other person. Same with comedy. In comedy, it's you against the audience or you with the audience. You obviously want to win over the audience. You don't want to piss off the crowd, but it's you versus them. And that's the most beautiful thing about it is not, no matter what, it's, it's, I think it's the most pure form of entertainment. You know, acting, you could take 25 takes, make an actor look good. Uh, you could have the right angle, whatever. Singing. You could do 55 different takes. You could auto-tune it. You could you know, fix it in post. Comedy, it's you up there. That's it. And that's what turns me on so much about comedy. That's what I love about it. It's also what I hate about it sometimes because there are times that I wish I had a, you know, I could auto-tune my joke or have a uh, replay or whatever. But it's pure. 
uh, it's pure. I mean, the business of comedy, why people get certain festivals and late night shows and you know TV shows, I can go on all day for that. That's a whole different thing. But the actual art of it, the act of it, it's just you on stage, and that's that's what I love about it. That's what I love about it. That's what I love about comedy. It's love about fighting. Uh, but the sucks about it sometimes is the travel, especially for a guy who just got married in June. I don't get to see the wife right now. She's she's not happy about that sometimes. And uh, although sometimes I'm home a lot, and she's like, "When's your next trip?" But right now I do miss her, and I feel bad because I would like to be with her. And uh, instead, I'm in I'm in Calgary. So that's that's the. That's the shitty part about it, is the traveling so much. You get to a certain level, when you make a certain amount of money, you can take your girl with you and uh, take your family with you. Unfortunately, I'm not at that level yet. Uh, there are comics, Russell Peters, Chris Rock, Chappelle, and even you know guys who are doing, or women who are doing less than that are, are actually doing really well. They could take their thing. So I, 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 I missed two wrestling matches, three actually, of the team that I coach. Luckily, I have this guy, Ryan, who actually I coached him in middle school, He's my assistant coach now. He's great, Ryan Bland, and he brought in this guy, Tyler Smith, who's also a great coach. Um, so they tell me how the team's doing, uh, but it, it sucks. We were winning by 50 points every match. Now we won by 24, 25, and, I, and I, I, you know, uh, next week is the big tournament, and I'm calling. We only have practice usually twice a week. Next week, four days a week, we're going over everything, going over basics, because from what I heard, the team's looking sloppy. They're not sprawling. They're getting confident. But also, there's only three teams in our league. And as most you know, people who do combat sports know, when you beat a kid and you blow them out the first time, the advantage is pretty much always with the kid who lost the second or third time. Because he knows, uh, because it just seems like that's the way it goes. I remember when I was a freshman, I wrestled some kid who beat me, who pinned me the first time. Second time, he beat me by 12 points. Third time, by one point. Uh, a lot of it is just getting up for the match. A lot of it is, you know, the, the loser figuring out what the winner's doing right. You know, the winner doesn't really have to figure out what the loser's doing wrong because he's winning. So a lot of times when you blow out a team, it's really only downhill from there. Not always, but but a lot of times. Uh, so uh, it was funny. Like the kid from uh, Chechnya, he, he showed up to the last match I was at, and he hurt his hamstring doing kickboxing. He's ranked second in the state of California in kickboxing and does jiu-jitsu and as well as boxing. And... He's like, coach, I, I, I can't wrestle, but if you need me, I will fight. I will fight. I'm like, all right, it's not a fight, but uh, I, I, I do love the spirit. Another kid that I had heard showed up to the match, never actually showed up to the match. This is the first match he showed up to, never goes to practice, gets into the, uh, the wrestling mat. I guess somehow the other coaches didn't know that he hadn't shown up to practice, and he squares up and puts his, his dukes up like he's ready to start fighting. Of course, the referee and the coaches look at the other coaches like, what are you teaching these kids? It's not a boxing match, but yeah, that wasn't good either. Um, but it was a pretty exciting week for me, actually. Uh, last Wednesday, I flew to Seattle. I, I was at the Underground. I love that club. But I get there. I leave at 7.30. I get there around. The flight was delayed. That's the worst. When you, when you get on a flight and you fall asleep, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then when you wake up and you're still on the on the runway, oh, that's what happened. That's the worst. Because you think you wake up and you're there, but then you realize, no, the, the flight hasn't left yet. So I get in around 1230 to Seattle. Of course, it's raining. Shitty weather, which it's not as bad as New York City because that's freezing and rain. But the weather does suck. It does make for good comedy because I feel like comics are angrier in bad weather. And when you're angrier, sometimes comedy is uh, it comes to you more because comedy equals, you know, 
anything that moves you, and a lot of times things that move you are uh, things that piss you off. So I got to Seattle. I get there. Uh, I get to the club. There's no one there. It's 1230. I call up the, the manager. He, he's sleeping. He's like, oh, I'm a sleeper. So he gets up, and I'm like, hey, thanks for letting me in. He goes, don't thank me yet. We still have two blocks to walk. So now I'm walking with my luggage in the rain. So we get there to this con, to this like apartment condo thing where there's a bunk bed and a bed on the floor and uh, like chains on the on the ceiling. I guess there was a hooker at the time that was used to live there that was into some kind of bondage gear and the, the chains were still on top. And the guy says to me, uh, "There's no TV, but there's crack whores outside. They'll keep you entertained." Uh, I'm like, "Thanks, man. Appreciate it." He goes, "Hope you're not hungry. There ain't shit to eat." And then that was that. Uh, the guy happened to be a real nice guy. Big Trump supporter. He, he wore a Make America Great Again hat all through the week. But I happened to like the guy a lot. He was pretty funny. So then next morning I got to do uh, TV. That's why I came in early. Morning morning television. The crowd is like literally nine 80-year-old women uh, who, who go to this show. 80-year-old women, I guess, love morning t- talk shows. And uh, I'm there and they it's sort of one of those shows where they're like, they, te- they give you like the five interesting things of the day. So there's some guy wrote a blog about, or one wrote a blog, 19 things you should know about your spouse. And the lady was asking me about it. And she's like, so what do you consider cheating? And I'm like, I don't know, anything your, your, uh, your, your wife finds out about, which was a joke. But the crowd's like, the ladies are all getting mad. The lady, ooh, I'm, now I'm getting heckled by old women. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, I'm kidding. I, I would never cheat on my wife. It would break her heart to see me that happy. Now they're like, boo, the, the host had to like calm these old women down. Like, it's okay, it's okay. But I, luckily, I like won them over. They were nice. I don't even know if they even knew they were there or what they were there for. But that was that. And then I got an email from ESPN saying they want to have me on Sports Nation the next day. So I had to fly back to, I did another show. This guy, Bob Stelton, had me on his ESPN radio show. That was pretty awesome. Then I flew back to Seattle the next morning at 545. I stayed up all night you know, working on my jokes for, I, I don't even know what they're going to ask me, but I figured it'll be probably about Bellator or UFC 220. And then I get there, nine o'clock in the morning from Seattle to LA, two hours early. I'm walking around where like the ESPN thing as I get there. And those people are, are so nice, the staff from Sports Nation. I mean, just, I've never felt between uh, uh, Wiley and Merriman and Michelle Beadle. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it went killer. I it was, I was really happy uh, with the way it went. Um, if you want to check out the clip, it's on my Instagram or my uh, Twitter page. Then I had to fly back at 3 o'clock back to Seattle because I was recording two CDs. I was recording my CD that night. My, it's my third CD. If you want to get my first two, they're on iTunes or Spotify. You can listen to it. This is my third CD. I'm super proud of it, proud of it but I was fucking exhausted. So I did two shows that night. Of course, I got heckled by some older lady, but the Seattle crowds were actually really cool. The first show, the Thursday show, the, uh, the night before, there was some drunk couple that was, this woman kept yelling, show your dick to the, uh, the, the comedian, and the, com- the comic was like this nice guy, and he, they, had, they had to kick her out. So that was that, um, and then, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was actually, it was, it was a lot of fun. I was, I was really, really happy. Uh, they, they didn't let me tell one joke. I, had a, I didn't want to jo- do a joke about Nganu saying that he has a worse ground game than Aziz Asnari. But that joke was a little bit too controversial, so I didn't get to do that joke. It's okay. I understand. You know, even though the, the, the punchline is on Aziz Asnari, his, his ground game, he didn't necessarily, he didn't rape anyone. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it was even considered sexual assault. It wasn't. But still, I understand if you do that joke, somebody somewhere is going to get offended and then fucking 
post a blog or Twitter or Reddit or that's just the, the the culture we live in. But I'm not adhering to it. Fuck it. You know, for now on, I'm, I'm not going to do stuff on Twitter, but my shows, I'm not holding anything back on my shows. That's all I'm saying. You go see my live show. I'm not holding shit back. I understand that Twitter and now Twitter and Facebook, they used to be great platforms to try out new jokes, but people have ruined that because they want to get you fired when they don't agree with a joke that you wrote. Unfortunately, as a comic, like I try telling everyone, you know, for every 10 jokes you write, three will work, which means seven won't, which means you're going to bomb 70% of the time. And it used to be people could go, oh, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying. Now it's like, fuck him, get him fired at tag his employer and it's it sucks anyway so when i get back to seattle um i have to go right to the comedy club because i gotta do a show and the uber driver picks me up and now listen you know i have family members that were uber drivers and it's a it's a i have a lot of friends that do it so many comics i know it's a cool job it's a great way to make some money i i it's a hard job i respect it i'm into it Sure, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll be an Uber driver, you know, at one point in my career if I need to be, and there's nothing wrong with it. Honestly, nothing wrong with it. However, you know, for some reason, it does seem like a lot of these Uber drivers are are people that are in need of friends, or they just want to talk to you, or they think it's some kind of a job interview, or you're being interviewed, and it's, you know, I, I get it, like, hey, how's it going? you know, what's your name? Okay. That's cool. You know, but when you start getting too specific, it just gets to be annoying, especially when I'm on my phone, I'm running back. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I got to do. I got the kids have a wrestling match on Friday. I just did ESPN. I'm trying to post about it. So I get into this car and this guy's like, I'm like, Hey, take me to the, uh, the underground comedy, under comedy underground. The guy goes, Oh, are you a comedian? Yeah. Oh, cool. How long you doing it for? I don't know. 20 years. That's a long time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what have you been in? Uh, I've been on a couple TV shows, uh, you know, which ones? I was on Last Comic Standing and The Tonight Show and, I don't know, a couple other shows. I just did ESPN Sports Station today. Oh, well, what's your last name? Hunter. I never heard of you. You know, you know, you know, fucking, so I go, I never heard of you. I go, I never heard of you either. He goes, fair enough. So now it's an awkward fucking conversation. First of all, I didn't want to have to answer 17 questions. Second of all, he asked me the information and then says, I never heard of you. I never asked, have you heard of me? He asked me. So now it's a fucking awkward 30 minutes. And then, I've, then I'm like, then I feel bad because I'm like, ugh, that was kind of rude that I said never heard of you either. Even though he did say I never heard of you. So I'm like, well, what do you do? And he told me he was in the military. Now I feel even worse. I'm a fucking asshole. So I gave the guy, you know, a, I don't know, 30% tip and gave him five stars and a great write-up. And, Anyway, all right, so then, uh, then you know, unfortunately, where I was staying at in this comedy condo, there was no Wi-Fi, no TV, and the fights are on, and I got to make flyers for the Dime Bar, because I'm running the Dime Bar Monday and Tuesday, so I go to, uh, I go to the uh, Dime Bar, and, uh, no, I don't, so I, I have to go to Starbucks, now, where I was staying at in Seattle, in the underground area, uh, Pullman Square, I believe it's called, it I saw more homeless people and more drug addicts and more. It was just not. It was not a pleasant place to be. Uh, not nothing wrong. Nothing against homeless people and drug addicts, but it was just. So I go to Starbucks to use the internet, and I'm sitting next to like three people that are nodding off. I, I can't even go to the bathroom because I have to bring all my stuff with me if I go. Uh, I, I can't even order a coffee. I, I got to carry stuff with me. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my seat. 
It, it really uh, was like a homeless shelter with coffee. It wasn't really a Starbucks, which, I mean, look, it, obviously it's not, I mean, maybe these people just, I'm not judging them. People have gotten themselves into bad situations and yada, yada, but they were coughing and, and sneezing and I'm like, great, now I'm going to get fucking sick. Ugh. So then I go do two shows that night, the next night. The shows went well sat that night, Saturday night. Uh, I watched the UFC, watched Bellator, um, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. Let's talk about some of the some of the fights that, that happened. Um, I'll tell you, Rob Font, Thomas Almeida has fallen far, but Rob Font looked really good. Uh, that's a guy, and I know that um, Aljamain's calling him out. People are making fun of Aljamain, but Aljamain got caught. He got caught in his last fight against uh, Marlon Moraes. You know, that would be a good fight. I want to see Aljamain versus Rob Font. Also, uh, the Cormier John Jones man, Daniel Cormier is a guy who is so good, and you talk about a guy who is blessed and uh, you know passionate and hardworking and a role model, but a guy who just has some strange luck. You know, he would have been the NCAA champion if not for being in the same weight class as Kale Sanderson, who arguably is the best college wrestler of all time. Him and Dan Gable, you could argue back and forth. Now, he would have been the, he's the undisputed champion, but there's still that asterisk because he didn't beat John Jones. And John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time. Yes, uh, people will say Demetrius Johnson. Okay, you can make that argument, and people will say Fedor or Anderson Silva. But I believe that John Jones, the way he's dominated everybody except for Gustafson, is the greatest fighter of all time. And, Cormier just is stuck in that fucking weight class, which sucks. You look the way that Cormier ran through Volkan, ran through Anthony Johnson the second time. Ah, oh, man. But, you know, it just shows you that it's not all physical because physically, John Jones has it. Mentally, he doesn't have it. Same with Tyson. Tyson physically, pff, beyond, beyond. Mentally, didn't have it. You got to have both. You, you got to have both. Uh, and Ganu. You know, a lot of people now are jumping off the Nganu train as fast as they were jumping on it. My feeling is Stipe did great. Stipe, you got to, you know, hats off to him. Fought a, a great fight, almost a perfect fight. Uh, Nganu needs better people to wrestle with. I know, I don't think at, um, I know he's training over at Syndicate and I think he's training over at uh, somewhere else at the UFC Performance Institute. He's got to, you know, if he goes to a place like AKA, and gets gets wrestlers like Cormier and that that Russian uh, that Russian Olympian Russian who everyone you know what I'm talking about he gets Cain Velasquez which they might not let him there because you know he's he's right there but if he does he he's right back in there because wrestling and cardio were is is his what I believe is only problem and then maybe of course some of his strikes were a little wide but like they say cardio makes uh, it, it kills us all. So, uh, yeah, uh, but hats off to Stipe because that was awesome. Now, as far as the Bellator, Rampage, you know, if you're not going to show up in your best or even at like 80% of your best, what's the point? I mean, do you need the money? You, have, you made a ton of money, a ton of money. You made movies. You have sponsorships. You have Monster. You have this. You have that. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to, to you know, Chael Sonnen's great. I love Chael, but he's hopping up two weight classes to beat a guy that knocked out Vanderlei Silva, that knocked out Chuck Liddell twice, or at least stopped him twice. I mean, Rampage is such a monster. 
And this version of Rampage is just, what are we doing here? What are we doing? At the same time, I'm excited about the Bellator tournament. I think, uh, I think it's awesome. I don't care that these guys, you know, the first time they cut weight was when they missed the Last Supper. I don't care that these guys are, you know, should have been on the undercard of David versus Goliath. It doesn't matter to me. I am entertained by it. I like it. I like it. I'm going to watch Roy Nelson versus uh, Mitrione. And like I said on ESPN, I am calling it, I believe that King Mo is going to beat Ryan Bader and is going to win this tournament. Mark my words. And come to me. And by the way, when I make these predictions, people don't come back at me and say, a couple people do, but I picked that Misha Tate was banging that dude. I just saw it in their eyes. I picked that uh, Darian Caldwell was going to be the champion. I picked Chris Weidman was going to be the champion. I picked Cormier was going to be the champion. You watch the interview with Dana White. I said if Cormier beats blah, 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 and then Jones beats whoever, will they fight? People were like, what the fuck? You that was way before. So I'm not an idiot. And I picked Nunez going to be champion too. And yeah, I, you know, sometimes I do idiotic things, but I can make good calls once in a while. So Rory McDonald, toughest guy ever. It looked like... Uh, John Dodson was popping out of the guy's leg. By the way, the tweet that I made, that John Dodson is the official heavyweight champion, has gotten, it blew up on Twitter. It's gotten over, uh, over 600 retweets, 2,000 things. And if you don't know about it, John Dodson, okay, beat TJ Dillashaw, who beat Cody Garbrandt, who beat uh, Dominic Cruz, who beat Uriah Faber, who beat Jens Pulver, who beat BJ Penn, who beat Matt Hughes, who beat, uh, who am I missing here? Matt Hughes beat, uh, what's the tweet? Uh, Matt Hughes beat, um, uh, why am I fucking, I don't even know my own tweet, but I spent a, a good 10 minutes thinking of this. Uh, Matt Hughes uh, beat GSP, right, who beat Bisbing, who beat Rockhold, who beat Overeem, who beat Hunt, who beat Struve, who beat Stipe, making Dotson the real champion. Of course, I could have put TJ Dillashaw beat Dom, I, mean, I could have beat, I could have put D, uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson beat Dodson, which is true, making him the champion all the belts. I thought about doing that, but for comedy purposes, I thought Dodson was funnier. I don't know why. Dodson, to me, is just uh, doesn't take himself as seriously as uh, Demetrius Johnson, and I knew that he would like that joke better. And he did. He actually commented saying, I can't wait to show the world that I'm the real champion. So uh, Roy McDonald, by the way, is the toughest guy in the world. That fucking thing on his leg was nasty, and he just powered through it and won the fight. Won the fight. Really, he won the fight with that fucking hematoma on his leg. Super impressed. And um, also, Cyborg and Nunez. Uh, I guess that's going to happen now, which is a good fight. I think Cyborg's going to win. Uh, you know, she's just, she's just a little better because... Uh, she's a lot better, but she's bigger. Bigger woman. They're both really good. But in a, good, in a fight, a good big person beats a good small person. Yeah, I mean, not... Always, not always, but in this situation, I think that will happen. I do. Um, but then, you know, Megan Anderson writes, well, what, I want the winner or something. And Megan Anderson, by the way, has not fought in a very long time. And at this point, it's like you have to get into the cage to keep talking. Otherwise, it's just getting silly. Megan Anderson is a very good fighter, very tough fighter, knocked out a lot of people and has really good power. But if she's not fighting, she's going to be, you know, the, the haters are going to come out. But then Cyborg tweets back, like, yeah, or, or Ray Elby, which is Cyborg's man slash manager, I believe, tweets back, yeah, you know, you, you're the kind of person that you have got married but to get into the country and, and then tagged 
immigration, which is like, what are you doing? That's next level fucked up. What are we doing here? Come on. Ray, that, you know, people are really starting to get behind Cyborg. They're really starting to kind of forget about the whole steroid thing, forget about whatever, and they're getting behind her. She did really well in her pay-per-views. This is not helping. There's no need to try to get Megan Anderson deported or kicked out of the country because of this. It's, that's not cool. That, that was totally uncalled for. Just my two cents. Okay, so we're going to call a guy uh, who, Phil Baroni, who, uh, you know, Phil is a UFC legend. Um, uh, his, his knockout of Dave Manet was, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable, actually. Um, all right, so we're calling Phil Baroni right now. Phil. For some reason the Skype isn't working, so it's gonna have to be through the uh the phone, which yeah. sucks. Yo, what's up, Phil? What's up, man? How are you doing? Yeah, the fucking I don't understand. The, the I was calling I called you like eighteen times via Skype and it just it just didn't work. It didn't even ring. That's so weird, man. So how are you doing? So why are you in uh why are you in a uh, Lodi right now? Nice. Are you training with uh, the Diaz brothers? In Lodi. I took my Bitcoin and I got a little uh, a little farm going now. Fuck Vegas, bro. Really? That's now. So, how much money did you make in uh, in uh, Bitcoin? Phil, hello. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. How much money did you make in uh, in uh, Bitcoin? I was getting paid in Bitcoin in uh, when I was fucking in uh, when I fought in Dream on New Year's Eve. So when I to pay taxes, and I forgot about it. And it went up a lot, bro. That's awesome. So you can imagine how much I probably got paid to fight on New Year's Eve in Japan and look at the inflation of Bitcoin from that, from that fight and you can how much money I made. That, that's amazing. Now, why did you pick Lodi to open a gym? Because I, I, I have a great so I'm making winery. You're making winery too? Yeah. I got a farm over here. There's a picture on my Instagram. I'll, I'll take some pictures and tell me. That's amazing. Come out of here. Bro. It's sick. Come out of here. It's sick. I, I, got, I got super hot maids. But, super hot. I got super hot, super hot chicks hanging out here. This is awesome, bro. Drink the wine. But what do you know about farming? Nothing. <laughs> I, just, I, I just hire people. I I can't think. Of, I can't. See. <laughs> it's already set up. I, I, I just fucking. I just live in the house. I, I just can't see you as a farmer. I, I just, it's just crazy. Oh, shit, I ain't farming nothing. I just ride the fucking horse and I did. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't farming nothing. I just, I just pay on the farm. You have a horse? Yeah, I got everything. <laughs> that, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, now, now, where did you, because I. Come out here, really, bro. 
I'll, 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 I'll pay to do comedy here or, or one of these shows here in Stockton or uh, Rhode Island. I'll figure it out. And then uh, it'll be funny, bro. I just can't. I, these fucking horses. I fucking fell off this motherfucker. I broke my ass yesterday, bro. It's crazy. Are you, I just, now, have you ever learned how to ride a horse? How do you know how to ride a horse? I don't know how to ride a horse. <laughs> and you bought a How much was the horse? I went to farm, bro. I just bought this fucking. I bought, I, I, I bought the whole joint. I bought the whole joint. Okay. So, Phil Veroni, yeah. so you sell your place in Vegas. You, you like sell your house. You move to. Got divorced. I'm the smartest motherfucker ever. Got divorced. Now I have five fucking hot chicks here. And I don't fucking do nothing. You just hang out with the five chicks. And then who makes the wine? The, the, the Mexican guys. <laughs> So how do you know when the wine's ready or like... Uh, I don't like, fucking know that it's dead right now. There's nothing going on now. There's nothing going on now. Now, are you going to call this like the best wine ever? Is that is that what you're going to call it or what? Yes. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I got the best grapes ever. That's hysterical. I just, all right. I was, I was going to do a Napa. I was going to go in Napa. It's way more, it's way more money, but... but it's prettier, but but it's better here, man. The wine's better here. All right, the wine's better here. I just go to I just go to Napa on vacation. All right, okay. So you now you pick Lodi. Did anyone like turn you on to this or tell you to do this or like, how did this happen? I got Bitcoin. I know you got Bitcoin, <laughs> but like I know you got Bitcoin. But who said to you, "Hey, go to Napa, open up a farm"? This is what rich people do. This is what rich people do. I know a lot of rich people that don't just go to Lodi to open farms. I just not really, not necessarily all rich people are in Lodi. I mean, they ain't, they ain't that rich. <laughs> all right, so right, the shit, bro. This is the best place ever. This is awesome. Are you making any money? Any return on the farm so far? I'm just fucking watching the Bitcoin keep going up. Right, right, right. Now, are you banging the maids? All of them. Come here, baby. <laughs> Come here. Wait, you're banging all the maids. All of it. No, are these white girls, Mexican girls, or? Yeah. See. Now, what are these maids? What are these maids? Look. Ask her. She's right here. Ask her question. Hey, uh, excuse me. Uh, what, what's your name? Maria. Maria. Okay, and you're. What, 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 what do I tell you? I call you. See. What do I call you? That was my ex-wife's name. You call her Angela. Okay, Maria, and uh, are you you're, are you Mexican? Now, uh, Maria, you're Mexican-Italian? What, what nationality are you? Mexican, okay. So you and you and four girls, you live at Phil's house, and you sleep with them? Of course. Of course, of course, of course. Why, why wouldn't you? Now, does, does he pay you, or you just do it on, like, your own free will? Both. Okay, that's good. All right, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, and then and uh, and where did Phil find you? Like you just were walking around Lodi, and like how did you end up at Phil's farm? I was in Vegas one night. Oh, you met him in Vegas. Okay. Now, are these the girls, Phil, that are in your pictures? Because I see you with all these strippers and like porn stars. Yeah. Okay. So th yeah. these, yes. Okay. So you moved. Of course. All right. So they're not farmers, bro. All right, so we'll be farming this summer. All right, so you've moved the porn stars and the strippers to 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 Lodi. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Okay, that's good. All right, well, Phil, it sounds like things are going really well for you. Uh, are you doing submission grappling again or no? I've been doing it every night with some babes. Right, uh, baby? <laughs> huh? How was last night? Now, Phil, how's your body? Are you are you off all the the uh, the juice? Because you keep telling me to take steroids. Uh, are you off the juice? I believe in better living through chemistry. <laughs> but aren't you worried about your body, man, and like taking too much I stuff? I got all my hair. I got all my hair. I got all my muscles, and I, and I got my. My schlong too. Covered. You got your schlong. That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, um, now I'm, Phil- on EPO. I'm on EPO. You should see how long I can bank shits. What's EPO? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know what it is, but you're taking it? Yeah. <laughs> all night long. I think I make a comeback because like, my, my, my endurance is all night long now. Now we had uh, I had Jay Heron on the podcast. Jay credits you with he was actually going to, he was looking at j- at jail time and he needed to learn how to fight. So he said that you trained him how to fight and four fights later he's fighting GSP. Yeah. I, I went he, he, What did he tell you exactly? He said that he he said that you hired him to train him for one of your fights and that he was going to look oh, yeah, yeah. he was he was wrestler. He was a wrestler partner. Yes, and he then he was a good wrestler. He, he wrestled all through high school and college. You know what I mean? I beat, I've been beating him up all through high school and college. So I, just, I need someone that can push me. Then he was saying one time you guys got into a fight up in Albany and you were beating the shit out of each other during the weigh-ins, and then the coach was going to leave you there, both of you, if you guys didn't stop fighting. No, the coach who said, if you guys don't make up, we're going to leave you both here. I said, I said, fuck that, I didn't make it up. And then the coach said, Brony, you're going home. So then I said, okay, sorry, coach. I'll make up with him. <laughs> coach, obviously, like, Jay Haran better than me. I tried to pull the trump card on him, but Jay Haran was a good wrestler. As soon as I was, Jay Haran was a great wrestler. Well, you guys are both really still, good. You guys are both really he's good. Still a great wrestler. He's still a great wrestler. Now, now, uh, now, Phil, do you think the highlight of your career was beating the shit out of Dave Manet in 18 seconds? No, I think the highlight of my career was last night. So you fucked all four girls last night? Yes. Wow. And and like you didn't even get tired, nothing? No, the EPO shit. I go all night long, bro. I'm making a comeback of this shit. Are you using protection? Are you using protection or no? Never use condoms. And you never had any kind of STD, no herpes, no HPV, nothing? What's a condom? What's a condom, right? Well, it's, of course. Why would you use a condom? Yeah, of course. So I still ca- I can't believe you're a farmer now. I never thought of thought that you'd be a farmer. Um, so Now, now uh, the Bellator Heavyweight Tournament, did you watch it at all? Did you watch Shell Beat Rampage? Yeah. Did you think that was going to happen? Well... It was obvious that Chell Sartre is using whatever boxing coach they have over there in uh, Oregon. In, in, uh, in Oregon. Definitely the, guy, definitely the guy that Evan Tanner used when he fought me. I recognize the style the lead right hand, stepping off the lead right hand, the Saints. It's, it's definitely what Evan, it, it, 
and, and the way he should have behaved now is definitely in the uh, definitely big changes were made in his Chell's game, and I recognize him from fighting every day. Whatever it is, Chell should put that coach over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think is going to win the tournament? Who's left? Uh, Ryan Bader versus King Mo. Um, it's uh, Bader. Really? You think he's? You think he beats King Mo? Yeah. Huh. I, I'm picking Mo. And then it's also uh, Roy Nelson versus uh, Mitrione and Fedor versus Frank Mir. Roy. Roy Mir. Yeah, Roy Mir. Now, uh, now th- th- there's a word on the street that you fuck Stefan Bonner's wife. Is there any truth to that? I, I got to plead the fifth on that. <laughs> Bonner says he walked in on you banging his wife. Got to plead the fifth on that. Wow. So are you, are you guys back? Are you, are you guys cool again? Or are you guys still fighting? Or what's going on? It's not, you know what I mean? If you, if, you, if you like watching and then you forget or something, it's not really walking in. You know, you know what I mean? Or, or like, if you just stayed there the next day. You know what I mean? If, you, if, 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 if at night everything was cool and then you were so hammered and you forget and then you come upstairs in the, in the next day, it's not walking in, is it? No, so you're saying Bonner asked you to fuck his wife. I, I don't know if he asked, but, 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 he, but he likes to watch. Ah, all right. Okay, cool. All right, that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. Well, so, Phil, what's the future? Yeah. So, are you going to get back into fighting? Are you going to do submission wrestling? Are you just going to make wine? What's the future for Phil Baroni? I'm I, just getting drunk. Hey, I don't, I don't know yet. I don't want to think about that kind of shit. How many uh, students do you have in your uh, gym? I got the beekeeper. You got the, you got the one guy, the beekeeper? Did you see the size of him? Yeah, he's huge. I like the beekeeper. It's the biggest Mexican ever. We're taking out. He's from Mexico City. We're we're taking out. We're home home for the uh, UFC strap. Right. Okay. So that's the only guy you have. Once you decide it gets out of once you decide it gets fired, we'll take him home for the gold. We might go to Japan first. All right. Okay. And then, and but you yourself, are you still doing pro wrestling? Are you? What are you doing? Comedy, right? I don't know what I'm doing. You're getting, you're getting drunk right now. You're getting drunk. All right. Good. Good, good. Listen, Phil, we're going to have you back on next week. I got to get an update on, on the, like, this farm. I think this is a reality show right here. If I had money, I would bring a camera crew and follow you around on this farm with these porn stars. I think, I think whoever, people are sleeping on this. This could be the biggest show in the world right here. Baroni's Farm. I don't right? have all these girls making the back trying to grow shit. Yeah, but that's, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. You're like the this is this is insane, but I love it. Well, uh, have a good rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon, Phil. Thanks. Take care, brother. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, that was Phil Baroni. Uh, never a dull moment in that guy's life. Uh, wow, that's uh, I did not see that happening, uh, but uh, I'm happy for him. You know, uh, people. Uh, I think it's a good place for him. Is uh, the, the farm with porn stars? I mean, why not, right? I mean, wh- what else is he, is he going to be doing? So uh, that was Phil. Um, if anybody has any farming tips for Phil, I would. Uh, I don't. I, I want to see him keep his money, but if he's if he's making wine and uh, got naked girls, it seems like he's he's uh, living the life. Steroids, wine, chicks, and uh, and farming. So anyway, we're calling Jessica I right now. 
So here we go. Uh, I don't think she's going to be on Phil's farm. But you never know. Maybe uh, maybe she's there too. And, uh, you know, the plot twist. But uh, so here we are. We're calling Jessica I. I like Jessica I. She's a, she's a good... She's a... Oh, Yo, hey, what's going on? Fucking A, this fucking... So I'm now talking with the beautiful, talented, badass Jessica I. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you today? Good. I love that voice. You have a very raspy voice, but it, it, I like it. It doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> it totally works for you. Uh, people like your voice, or they yeah. not like your voice? Or they, 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 I like my voice. Good. That's good. It's it's a hot. It's a hot voice. So um, <laughs> so, so meanwhile, you didn't like. I was kind of upset. I got to be honest, because a couple years ago you lost a fight or something, and I called you and I texted you, and then you. I was like, hey, how's it going? I got no callbacks, nothing back. I thought we were friends. What happened? What's going on? What are you talking about? I answered your message right away with this. Like, what are, we, what are you talking about? Yeah, because you won this fight. But then if you lose a fight, I don't. No. I never hear from you. I feel like you get. Yeah, I, yeah, because I I shut myself down to everybody because I'm mad and angry. And my last fight, I didn't lose with Betch, and I was salty. I know, but I, I know, but I don't. Salty. But they I don't were, care. Yeah, but I, were, I was extremely salty. But I'm your friend regardless. It doesn't matter. I mean, whether you win or you lose, I'm here for you. I'm not just gonna. Don't just pick up the phone when you win. I, I get it. I understand it. But you didn't let me down. Like I'm, I'm still proud of you no matter what. I'm, I'm still a fan. I'm still a friend. I feel like I'm getting yelled at right now. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, like I'm getting scolded. I'm sorry. I'm not. You just basically told me I was a bad friend, and I'm not, and I didn't mean that. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't think you're a bad friend. I just, I just feel bad that you think that you have to shut down because you don't. You know, it's like your life is short, and uh, no, man, it was just a while. I think I said that before, even then, with the cancel fights and stuff like that. Like, I just, you know, that, that's what this world does, and I had to adjust to that. You know, I had to learn how to lose and not let media make me feel like a loser you know what i mean like in that way and that was something i had to learn to balance and i and i have and i and i did i know but i'm and not i'm not i'm not media though I'm, I'm like we went on a boat together and played football no i mean we're friends we're I, friends you're you're still you're still you you almost you still i think you had a crush on me at one point i, I honestly think that if i <laughs> I, I think if i, I don't actually know about that but i i can let you you can tell people that that's okay go ahead oh thank you very much appreciate that <laughs> so so how are you so what's going on what what's how's how's life going I'm good. I just uh, left uh, wrestling practice. I've been doing some wrestling with um, a local college around here, and it's really helping. And just left today, and that's it for training. I'm easing back into um, into it. I didn't have any injuries or anything in the last fight, so I was just. I mean, there's been a world when I went from my win, you know, and leaving right to Stipe's, and then his week, and we're all kind of shutting down together for a week or so, and then getting back on it. By the way, your wrestling looked so good in your last fight. Uh, I'd never seen your wrestling look this good. It was almost like you were a wrestler. It was uh, it was awesome to see. It was neat. I think that that's something that you know I wanted to show in this fight is that I think that what the UFC wanted to see from me also and fans did is that I could show more diversity in myself and in my fight style. And I did. And I knew Kalindra was a great striker. And I knew that she was very durable. And that I could fit, we could be 50 50 with the striking, but with wrestling, I knew I had it 100% just by what I've been preparing for 
what I had seen of, you know, some of her weaknesses. So we implicated a game plan at my, at, you know, at my weight class that I'm so happy to be at. I looked diesel, didn't I? You look great. You look ripped as shit. <laughs> I was like, whoa, uh, you look shredded. You looked, it was, it was good. Right? Definitely. I'm 31 and I, that's the best shape I've ever been in. So I guess it is true. You know, fine. You get, was it you, you age like fine wine. So yes. I, I feel like I'm aging, I'm aging properly and maturing properly. Night. No, no, no. Uh, now I've been following you on social media, obviously on Facebook and stuff. And the good thing about your Facebook is that no matter what, day, no matter what kind of day that you're having, people will know, uh, based on your Facebook posts, uh, either you, <laughs> I, you know, I'm done posing on Facebook because you're not the only person that knows me. And only because you know me, you know that. Yeah. That's the difference. The other people just like, whatever. But Either you're like, fuck the world, I hate everybody. Or you're like, life is beautiful. Um, you know, l- l- love so one that's another. that's when I'm having a good day and then that's when I'm having a bad day. Right. Compared to dating a guy that pissed me off more than I've ever been as pissed off in my life. No, yeah. Now, are you now? We're, now, at one point, I thought maybe you were dating a girl. Uh, it, it no, my God, no. Why? Everybody, like, <laughs> what makes people think that? Like, just because I'm very strict about what I do and don't date. Well, there was like a, a picture of you going down on a girl or something, or maybe that I just made that up. But but it just it did seem like there was uh, there was something with like I'm done with women or something. It was something cryptic. So, uh, so, so the rumors you're not dating a chick that because it it does seem like no. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. So I could. I don't know if this is bleepable, but I say strictly dickly. Strict? No, it's not bleepable. Uh, honestly, I, 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 I know that you love dick. Everyone knows that. Um, <laughs> see, that's not. See, that's how these things now. If you if you put out a a, a, a headline. <laughs> And that's all it says is like Jessica and Dick. I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this again because people are like, "Oh my God, she likes it." Here, here's obsessive amounts of pictures. <laughs> Jessica I loves Dick. That's gonna be the headline. I love Dick. Jessica I. So I'm actually joking with you, and then people are like, "Oh man, take it seriously," because you are. You are who you are. You're MMA roasted. And uh, MMA, they're like, oh, I've just sent her tons of pictures. It must be real. <laughs> okay, so now are you dating anyone? It seems like... You, no. Okay, because it does seem no. like you're a hot girl, but you're also a girlfriend type of girl. You're not the kind of girl that's going to bang on the first night. Uh, you know, it's going to take at least three or four dates, right? Right? Social media screwed that all up. See, that's what's happened. Yes. You know, like they've screwed all that up for other girls, and then I'm still so old-fashioned. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, what was the last time you went on a date? Are you on Bumble, Tinder, or anything? No. However, no, I'm, I'm not. I feel like I, if I did, like, then I'm gonna get groupie guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I actually got to experience groupies for the first time in my life um, at Stepe's the weekend of Stepe's fight because MGK was there and he was hanging out with us. But like, I seen a real groupie chick, and it was crazy because I've seen groupie guys in MMA. And yep. can understand that, right? Like they're like, "Oh, this girl's so tough, blah blah." But a chick, like it was, it was, it was a little intense. My my life's kind of been spun, and I'm a, I'm a little shell shocked by it. So I don't even know if I want to date anybody right now. Because of a groupie chick? Come on, that's gonna set you off. Yeah, because they're all crazy. Like that's what men think that women are nowadays. No, they. And don't. then because now I'm a tough chick, like they think I'm like overly obsessive, and I like beat my boyfriends, and <laughs> that's like the exact opposite of who I am. However, I don't like. I don't. I don't want to feel like there's anybody else 
eating from the same cake I am either. Right. So, yeah. You know, I'm. Right. You I'm want, slightly what you would call territorial if I don't know some shit. I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, well, yeah, that's good. I mean, wouldn't you, though? I mean, look at me. I mean, you know what I mean? Wee wee pics I did a week. Like, yeah, dick pic. Now, what do you. Now, when someone sends you a dick pic, do you write them back, thank you, but I don't want to see your dick? No, I usually end up blocking them. And if they do, like, something very creative, I usually screenshot it and send it to one of my guy friends to screw their day up. <laughs> How many dick pics has, has, like, has uh, Stipe got from you? I mean, I don't know that, but oh, well, sending him no, I don't send it to Steve. I send it to like my other friend. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Which is my other group. I mean, I guess I, I give Steve the benefit of the doubt that he probably deals with all of his own weirdness, and his wife would literally probably like to rip most of those heads off. Right. Right, 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 right. Uh, I, I, I loved your speech, by the way. Your speech was epic. I was like, fucking wrestling. Blah, blah, blah. They want to see takedowns, motherfucker. Fuck you, cocksucker. Well, yeah, our boss always gets the curse. And I was like, you're going to put me on Fight Pass, but I'm at least going to make Fight Pass yeah. fun. It, you definitely made Fight Pass fun. That's that's <laughs> Right? I mean, if that's what you're going to do, like you at least want some, you know, like to make it seem like it's pay-per-view, you know, like, well, here, here's some F-bombs and some wrestling. How how hard was the uh, weight cut for you? It was great. I only cut four pounds. I died all the way down to the last four pounds we did on Friday night at this um, local gym out there that really hooked us up. That was awesome. Um, they did great. It was um, Brian's Gidran. Brian Gidran Jiu-Jitsu. And they literally gave us, they closed down on Friday night. The guy gave us our his basically his security code we got to go and use their sauna use their whole entire gym and they weren't even there wow. and cut weight wow. four pounds off and then ate yeah. and drank a very very tiny amount and then gutted it out till the morning weighed in at 126 so where are you now like in the 125 pound picture i gotta think you're in the top five yeah i think well top so they're they're gonna make all those ultimate fighter chicks look super, you know, big names, you know, like because they went through the house and they're technically the foundations of this division. But then you got, you know, people like me, Kahootigan, you know, uh Valentino who were up a weight class until this happened. So as soon as we get our fights, like I have mine, like Kahootigan has hers this weekend and um uh Shanchenko's got hers, you know, coming up once I feel like that happens a little bit more steadily is going to happen into this division. Are you calling any, anyone out? But I, I'm top. I'm top. I'm listen. I'm. I want the the best route to get there. So whoever I have to fight, I'm willing to fight to do that. Who are you uh, I'm thinking about? I'm going to be the UFC champ. I'm. I'm going to be the UFC 125 champ. It's, it's going to happen. I feel very empowered by the fact that I have my weight class. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I think. You, I mean, your striking is exceptional. You're, uh, even the girls you lost to, the like the Juliana Pena and Misha Tate, were very, very, very competitive fights. You can almost say you won some of those fights. Uh, and your wrestling is now good, and your jiu-jitsu is good. So I, I don't, I, I think you're going to be a big problem for a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah, actually. I mean, I was off for 17 months. You know, I don't think people understand that. And I was off for 17 months. I was getting all that extra weight that I put on that I thought would help me at 35 that changed my mechanics. Like I'm walking around 10, 11 pounds lighter than I did for three, four years when I was fighting at 35. And now I sound like a different fighter. I found a much more explosive fighter and I found someone who's really good at wrestling now. And it's been, it's been fun. Like training is, fun, is finally fun again. And I want to use that momentum 
I asked Mick and Shelby when I saw them last week, like, hey, I'm ready to get back to work. And I even made a post today. Like, my coach always says this, and it's something every fighter should think about, is never let the celebration outweigh the victory. And, you know, obviously you want to be excited and celebrate, but you don't you don't stop working and learning. You can be really good. Now for that 17 months, how are you? How are you making money the 17 months you were gone? It was terrible. It was terrible. I don't want to talk about it. It was terrible. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now I have some. I made good. I know. I saved my money. I'm. I'm a very. I look. I. I live in a a very affordable house in Parma. I don't live in an overly rich area. I made some money off of um, my other fights that I had had. My family. I got a small family inheritance that I, I used and. You know, whatever it is, God, whoever you want to say to, you know, whoever you are, like, I believe somebody looked out for me and kept me afloat until I could get back on my feet. And so here the, we are back on our feet okay, at 125. I, when, you say ter- when you say terrible, winning. I was thinking you were stripping or stuff like, or hand jobs in the back of parking lots. <laughs> See, now that would be, happy, that would make all you guys happy. I mean, <laughs> whoever liked to look at me. But unfortunately, I would feel terrible about myself. Who, who, why, why do you feel, th- okay, first of all, that's good that, that I, I like that. If I have a daughter, I would want her to feel terrible about herself if she was doing that. But second of all, what do you mean guys that like to look, you know you're an attractive girl. You, you look in the mirror, you don't see an attractive girl? Do I think I'm an attractive girl? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like me. I like me. I think I'm cute. I think I'm pretty. I got nice dark eyes and good eyebrows. So like a one to ten. You think, I mean, you, I'm a you think, firecracker too. Yeah, you, I mean, you I think, think you're a ten, right? You think you're a ten? Absolutely, I think I am. All right, thank you. Good. good. If I had a set of boobs, I would be even better. But I mean, that's not going to happen for a while. Oh, but you are going to get a boob job? I, you know, I never will, but it's like one of those like things that you'd love to actually have, like do, but I would never do it. Well, yeah, you don't need but to But if I did, I'd be really smoking. I'd be like 10 plus. No, you wouldn't. First of all, I, I, I think it's good that you have natural <laughs> boobs because it, 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 you're like a sporty girl. You don't need to have big fake titties. I mean, I'm Yeah, not... that's what I'm saying. Like it would never look, I mean, it's sweet to, you know, wish, you know. No, I think you're My fine. My boobs have never met each other, so. <laughs> They've never touched. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be the headline. My boobs have never met each other. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I can I use that as the headline, please? Can I use that as the headline? <laughs> you can use that in your. You can use that for one of your jokes. Oh, good. I like that, and a lot of times it's it's also the nipple that's important. It's not just the boob. It's yeah. if, a, if a girl has there weird. I mean, I'm learning something now. Thank you. I'm, I'm gonna have to remember that. Yeah, if a girl I'm has weird, a little subconscious. If a girl has weird nipples, it could be it could be a bad thing. And then it's, it's the vagina, no, but, but really, it's the personality and the, the, who the person is and the character. By the way, I, I got I got married. I don't know if you know that I got married. I did, of course. I said I follow you. I follow you and your stuff. Yeah. I've seen it. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's a sweet. And you're lucky. Don't fuck it up. I know. I tell myself that. I know. It's hard. It's hard not. To, I mean, not, not hard not to cheat. It's hard to be away from her. It's all not time. hard. You just don't do it. It's like no, just being away. It's like saying, oh, coach, like I don't, I don't know how to wrap my arm around their leg. You just do it. You just. Just do it. No, I'm just being away is what I'm saying. It's hard. Not like not cheating or being fa- being faithful. I mean, <laughs> just being being away. So uh, good. All right. So who do you now? Is there anyone that you you want to call out? No, you know that's what the division. You know, see how it plays out. I mean, obviously, I can't call Paige out. You know, from all the bullshit that happened from before because she didn't win. You know, like I say the same thing she said about me. You know, she just is coming off of a loss. Well, now she's coming off of a loss too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, I didn't think you would you would kill Paige. It wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be uh, competitive. And 
I'm, well, I'm, I mean, you know, before everybody thought I was some kind of like pansy, you know what I mean? That's why they were like, all right, that's fine. We, you know, we don't, we're, you're not going to fight her. Like, like I'm not good. You know, that's, that's not the fault. Everybody's going to see. They're going to see. I feel like I'm a little secret weapon. They're like, they don't know what to expect from me. They just know I'm super tough. And now they know I can grapple. So now I've got their heads all screwed up. How, how, like, wait a minute. We thought she couldn't grapple. We thought she sucked. I'm like, oh my God, there was that double. There was an inside trip. How hurt were you in, in that first round, by the way, with that, that head kick? That thing didn't even hurt me. Did, I didn't have a mark. I'm like, I'm a trained athlete. I'm, I'm, I'm trained to get hit. You know what I mean? In, in very excessive ways. I think that people forget that. Like, you, you, when, like, it didn't hurt, honestly. I, I, I don't even know what to say. We got in a little scramble right there and I lost my footing more than anything because I was going to drop to a, a takedown and she pushed directly into me at the right time and I transitioned right to the ankle lock because I've worked that. I've worked if someone overpowers you for a takedown and those things, but. Right. I mean, that kid didn't rock me. I, I, I've honestly got other things have rocked me before that, that did not, that didn't scramble me. I feel like if anything, I got smart and I was like, you know what? She actually, she's powerful. Why, why, why stand and bang with somebody? Let's, let's take this to show them how good my grappling is. So the fights this weekend, Derek Brunson, Jacare, who do you have? You know, it's, I, I don't really follow him as much, but Jacare, I mean, it's, it's, you know, he's been in the sport for a minute. Yeah, I know. I think Brunson's on the way up, though. It seems that Jacare's on the way down. I hope yeah, he's a big guy. You know, it depends on who comes to fight. Uh, Andre Philly versus Bermudez. Oh, I well, I I wait. Oh, Dennis, is they, those two are fighting. Dennis Bermudez, Andre Philly. Yeah, Saturday. I didn't know that. I've been so focused on everything with me, but dang, that's a that's an interesting fight for the two of those guys. I think that um, man, I don't know. I don't have a pick on that. It's gonna be an interesting fight. We have to watch that. I hope Philly wins. Uh, I like Philly a lot. I don't know Bermudez, but uh, Bermudez. Is I like him. Bermudez is tense a little iffy sometimes, but yeah. you know, I, I think that that's the only thing you worry about. But really, I don't. I don't know that he'll be as strong because Dennis seems super strong to me. Is that the kind of guy that you go for, Philly? All the tattoos and the craziness and. The... I don't know. They're both, but they're both. I like both those guys. Like I'm not. I don't. It's my problem. I don't have a type. Like mm. I would date the the straight edge Italian, or I date the tattoo guy that has five face tattoos. You know, like. Now, now, I was very embarrassed I mean, about, when, when, when me and you went on, on, on that boat together with your friend, and I took off my shirt. I, you, like, you, you, you took off your shirt. You were all ripped. You had a six-pack. You looked great. I felt like I was like the fat kid in gym class. Uh, were you looking at Why me like... Why you do that to yourself? Were you judging me? You don't have me? to feel like that. No one else made you feel that way. You felt that I, way. But, yeah. but I figured you were around all these athletes with these muscles, and I just I, I didn't feel very confident. I, I think I, I was no, wearing, no, I was wearing floaties. That's not, no, you're the one who does that. All right. Listen, anybody can get anybody. It just depends on you know how you treat them. So you weren't thinking, oh, 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 like you, you didn't like drive. I know you were in like a lake, but you, you didn't dry up at that point and been like, ugh. <laughs> All right. So this is where I can't answer things like that because then that's when your crazy little, your little schmogies that follow you are going to start twisting it up and, and I can't joke. So <laughs> you can joke. I can't even, I'm not even touching that. I'm not, I'm well, not no, you didn't, no, you, you didn't touch it at all, actually. All right. So uh, Gregor Gillespie versus uh, Jordan Rinaldi. Uh, Gillespie's 10 and 0. You know anything about him? No, I'm not good with this. Can we not do this? Can we not? All right, all right, all right this one. Justine. I'm not good with the picking thing. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a terrible picker in that way. Like, random Marcos. If I pick, you pick the other person, you're probably going to beat me. Random Marcos versus Juliana Lima. Randa. Randa. 
Okay, so Randa's going to 100% Randa. And then Caitlin Chukagin against Mara Romera Barella. Well, I mean, that's that's an interesting fight. We'll see what happens with that because Morella just beat um, Mike, the girl I just won against. Kalendra submitted her, so that will be an interesting fight to pay attention to. Two different styles. Mm. And then Justin Kish, the girl that shit in the octagon, that changed the rule now that if you guys throw up or shit yourself, you lose, uh, is fighting Ji Young Kim. Fire Fist. Sounds like a... a I don't know. I'm really confused what you just said, but we'll go with Justine just because she pooped Justine. herself and she deserves it. No, she pooped in the octagon against Feliz. I know. That's why I said she pooped herself. I know. She got a lot of money for those poopy pants, too. <laughs> I know. People are she fucking... Made, she made just as much money to, as she would have to win the fight that she did to lose and shut herself. I was supposed to go on this trip with her, and my wife was like, make sure you put padding on the seats. I'm like, okay, very funny. Uh, but <laughs> I like Justine. She's a sweetheart. I, I I give her a lot of credit. She's like she wrote shit happens afterwards, and I'm like, this is a cool chick. This is my kind of girl. Hello. Did I lose you? Yeah, yeah. For some reason we lost you. So, all right. So, uh, what do we have coming up? Fight wise or just life wise? Life wise. Yeah, we're waiting on. We thought that was um the last fight of my contract and we thought we had to renegotiate. We actually have one more in this contract that we have um, that is, you know, it's a nice contract still, but it's still the last one and we're going to go win this and, you know, see what what's next with um, the UFC. Hopefully it's by May. Hopefully whoever I fight, it'll be um, around in May. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, any plans to come out to LA at all? No, not right now. I haven't had any. Again, we were just trying to get back to the fight. It's like, it's again, I feel like we left from my fight week to Steve Face fight week. Like, I feel like I'm just now getting home to get settled. And, and how's your, how's your camp? Now, who do you train with as far as like professional fighters? Um, there was Taiwan, uh, Claxton, actually. He, um, he's a Bellator guy. He's the one that, um, hit that flying knee in like 15 oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was insane. He helped me out. Nice. He's a 45er, but he was actually a lefty, so I worked with him. And my one um, 225er, they're 125-pound uh, fighters. One, they're both amateurs, but the one kid, Brandon Burr, I mean, he's a he's a killer. I haven't seen a, a killer like him at 125 as an amateur that is as devastating as he is. I mean, he's finished everything first round. And wow. At first, they brought him in because he was a great wrestler, needed striking, and now his striking's better than mine, and his wrestling's there, so now it's like I'm legitimately fighting a 125-pound person every time we spar. So I've got good sparring now. We've, we've recruited some people, and I think that's, again, why we saw the performance you did with me. I, it looked great. It looked great. I, I loved it. I loved it. Cool. Well, listen, thank you. Uh, thanks for being my friend. Thanks for doing the podcast. I always love talking to you. Uh, I think you're... Uh, a true inspiration, a cool chick, a nice person. If I have a daughter, I want her to be just like you. And uh, and thank you. Th- th- thank you for everything, Jessica. Oh, you're the best, dude. And, and I'll answer the phone when you text again next time. So, Please do. Please of do. all times. Please do. Thanks, okay. Jessica. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. All right. That was, that was the great Jessica I. Uh, listen, people, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I will be in Calgary. Uh, tonight through Sunday at the Comedy Cave, which is now downtown. Uh, Sunday, if you're not watching the Super Bowl, I will be at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. 
And then um, I'll be in uh, Placentia, California, Wednesday, February 7th at the Clubhouse. And then I'm at the Joke Joint in Houston, Wednesday, February 14th to uh, Friday, February 16th. The Joke Joint in Houston. Um, and then in Laguna Beach, all my OC people at the Skyloft, Tuesday, February 27th at the Skyloft. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Thank you, Phil Baroni. Thank you, Jessica I. Take care, people. Bye-bye. Cool, 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 cool,